It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Cold. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Thursday. I swear I can see the weekend from here. And before I really get into it this morning, to Red from Casper. Yes, I did see the story about the woman who had her driveway stolen. I don't know. Uh, yeah, she had a concrete driveway and it's just gone. She shows up at home and someone took her driveway. I don't know where that went, but I really want the answer to that story. I mean, I really do. Today's show is sponsored by Sweet and Spicy Toilet Paper. Because life is, well, you, you need, I mean, life needs, okay, I, I, I don't know why you would need this. Yeah, neither do I, but it sounds interesting, doesn't it? Jim and Casper, is it Wednesday? No, it's Thursday. Groundhog Day on the radio? Exact same editorial as yesterday? I mean, news, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, but no, this is completely, this is Thursday. This is a whole different thing. Now, Miss Mary is still a, a day behind. She has been all week because Monday screwed her up. She's going to be really surprised when she shows up on Friday and nobody's here because it's actually Saturday. But don't tell her I said that. Just try to keep that between you and us, right? All right, trigger warning. <laughs> Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, I'll start this morning by saying don't get too excited here. Well, about a lot of things, but let's not get too excited about this. I know you're all excited because part of the Epstein list has been released. Now, what gets me is every time, even Fox News, every time they talk about this, they mention, and Epstein uh, hung himself in prison, committed suicide. And I always go, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. Okay. You keep saying that, but I'm sorry, the bulk of us out here know that that's not true. That's not how Epstein died. But all right, reading on. Well, they got to give the official line, I guess. But I would find, if I were head of Fox News, I would find some other way to say it. Because the idea that he hung himself is just not plausible, as far as I'm concerned. Sorry. The story I have in front of me, and you've been hearing a lot about this. A victim of Jeffrey Epstein's claim that uh, convicted pedophile Epstein and former Clinton, uh, Epstein said of Clinton that he likes them young, speaking of girls, right? And a good chunk of the list of Ed's people who knew Epstein, his little black book, if you will, Clinton and some other very high-profile people are on it. What I would caution you, and I mentioned this yesterday about this, what I would caution you is, careful here. I know it's really easy to get all excited. Aha, we got a connection between Epstein and Clinton. Yeah, but it doesn't say why Clinton had a connection with Epstein or what was going on. 
You can assume it, you can infer it, but there's no evidence of anything. Never said what the relationship between the two was. So if you wanted to take this to court right now, you have nothing. Epstein knew a lot of people. And before you get overly excited and try to argue with me, I would caution you. Remember, on that long list is also Donald Trump. Yes, he's on the list, too. So before you just assume anything, aha, guess who's on the list? Therefore, that person's a pedophile. Careful. Careful what you do here. All right. So the story says the documents released Wednesday did, however, say Epstein's confidant, Maxwell, denied ever hosting Bill Clinton on Epstein Island. Uh, She did say that the former president flew on Epstein's infamous private plane as some people call it, the Lolita Lolita Express. The allegations that Clinton had uh, meals on Jeffrey Eistein, uh, they say, uh, Maxwell says is false. You know, uh, Maxwell said she did not know how many times the former president flew with Epstein on his plane. Uh, they had been questioned about this, but also, see, some of his comments, I'm talking about, I'm looking at different trips. They were in Africa together. Okay, other trips that they take. A lot of it was fundraising for private events, things like that. So, okay, there's a whole lot to go through here on this. And again, yesterday as I started to read this, one of the first things that struck me is I know, you know, that Bill Clinton is on the list and we already know because multiple times throughout Clinton's life, he has been accused by various women of really inappropriate behavior. And it's one of those things where... Talk about the hypocrisy of it. The Democrats will let him get away with it. Things that Clinton has been accused of or has done, Democrats will let him get away with it. But if if a Republican were accused of the same thing, you know which way that would go. Okay. This is why I say always be careful of this. Because in this case, as you conservatives point the finger at Bill Clinton and see that, aha, there's a connection with Epstein. Again, careful. Donald Trump is also on that list. So be careful how you play this, is what I'm saying. All we have now is a bunch of names on the list, but what the relationship between Epstein and these other people are, we don't know yet. Uh, Whether they actually were pedophiles going to Epstein Island to meet young girls or not, I don't know. All right. uh, Also, from PolitiFact, Hillary Clinton is not a lizard person. I know, right? That's right up there where Epstein didn't kill himself. All right, so... If your time is short, the story says former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is a human, not a reptile. I doubt that. See the sources for this fact check. Where to begin? Well, okay. So we're talking about political. See, somebody decided to go ahead and punch in the political fact. Is Hillary Clinton a reptilian? And PolitiFact checks and says no, which makes me wonder right away. Maybe I think maybe she is. The author of this article says, we are talking political uh, politifact, so I guess we should begin with the facts before jumping into uh, brilliant analysis. The fact checkers at PolitiFact want you to know that they are um, trying to convince you that Hillary Clinton is... Oh, the lying conservatives are trying to convince you that Hillary Clinton is a reptile and contrary to your instincts to agree that she's not. This is from Twitter. I still call it Twitter. 
Video circulating on social media claims to show former president, I'm the president, Secretary, God help us, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton with a reptilian features, but the video photos were edited. <laughs> no, that's actually something that PolitiFact put up on Twitter. A video circulating on social media claims to show former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton with reptilian features, but the videos are edited. Gosh, I'm so glad that they got on top of that. Let's wake up Wyoming. Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming, weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 621 is the time to wake up Wyoming. Okay, I got to answer a few people out there. The early risers, most of you who are with me every single morning at this time. So let me go back to uh, Red, who sent me the story. Someone stole the woman's concrete driveway and sidewalk in front of her house in Florida. And I have no idea why. I saw that story earlier this morning, too. Got no idea. But why the hell would some... Don't know. Someone stole a woman's section of sidewalk. And it also... The park comes out of her front door and heads to the other sidewalk, as well as her driveway. It's gone. No one knows why someone stole it. So, okay. It's Florida. We'll find out why. But also, in this story here, PolitiFact decided to go ahead and fact check something, and they came to the conclusion that Hillary Clinton is not a reptilian. Jim and Casper, she's not reptilian. She and Nancy are the twins from The Shining. That I can believe. Oh, my God. Yeah. Rhiannon for Danger. Glenn, going down the rabbit hole a little early? Of course she's reptilian because she knows she does terrible things and doesn't bat an eye. No soul. No empathy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That woman and the rest of the swamp are swamp creatures. Okay, now, you might be onto something there, Rianne. If they're swamp creatures, then they're reptilians, right? Now, for those who are wondering, Glenn, what the hell you talk about? Let me back up. <clears throat> this was actually on Twitter. From PolitiFact, from their account. Video circulating on social media claims to show former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton with reptilian features. But the videos and photos were edited. The video does not prove that Hillary Clinton is a reptilian, as they're claiming. PolitiFact put that up. They took the time to edit and fact check that. Well, I don't know, PolitiFact. So you say... But you're also the one who said that Epstein killed himself and committed suicide, and you believe that uh, climate change is a human-caused thing. So I don't know if I trust you guys. Tell you what, uh, let's wait a while. Let's go ahead and have a um, a few days where Hillary is just denied food. Uh, we'll, we'll make it a day, just a day. And then we'll walk up and hold a mouse by its tail in front of her and see what she does with it. Okay. Has anyone ever seen Hillary Clinton blink? Okay. Which way does do her eyes move when she blinks? You know what I'm getting at here. Okay. So there's ways to check for this. The story in front of me says, I think we can debate whether Hillary Clinton is fully human. 
And it all depends on whether you consider psychopaths as fully human or not. But I think we can state with confidence that nobody who is likely to read the political fact fact check is also likely to believe that Hillary Clinton is a lizard person. So you see, okay, wait, I think I see what they're on to there. And, And let's see if we can work with this. So whether she's reptilian or not, I don't know. But I think we can all agree that she's not human. Can we do that? Good. I'm glad we had this little talk this morning. So given the, uh, it says Venn diagram between the non-existent people who believe that uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton is a lizard person and readers of PolitiFact who have to wonder and fact check disproving the claim. So see, what the, what this author is pointing out here is Even PolitiFact has to fact check it. They couldn't just say, well, of course she's not. So when it comes to is she a reptilian or not, don't know. But is she human? Definitely not. PolitiFact even had to fact check it. They weren't sure. He writes, we all know the answer. These fact checkers have nothing to do with disproving widely believed misinformation that must be squashed before it gets credible in the eyes of the public. They are directed at liberals who desperately need to believe that anybody who disagrees with them is incapable of understanding that CNN did not, in fact, buy an industrial-sized washing machine to spin the news. (laughs) By the way, here's a picture from Babylon B of a washing machine, right, for your clothes. CNN purchases industrial-sized washing machine to spin the news before publication. And PolitiFact fact-checked that. (laughs) So, okay, let's see. Uh, The lizard person meme. Okay, I'm looking at the lizard person meme here. Uh, Here's one. Yeah, okay. Hillary Clinton released DNA test results proving she's only half lizard person. That's that's another satirical website. Hillary Clinton released DNA test proving she's only half lizard person. Okay. Which is better, by the way, than Senator Pocahontas could do when she tried to prove that she was actually an American Indian. Or at least half American Indian. And she's nowhere near even that. Chet and Yoder, maybe the driveway had cocaine in it. My sister in Lake Wills. Wouldn't you hear someone digging up your sidewalk? I, <laughs> she wasn't at home. Sister dear, the woman in Florida was not home. She, I tell you what, I'll go ahead and look up the story for you. I had skipped it, but I'll go ahead because people keep bringing it up. So I'll go ahead and look it up for you. But yeah, this lady is at work and she comes home and her entire driveway is gone. The sidewalk is gone. But also she has a section of sidewalk that goes from her front door on the way down. That's gone too. All of it. What I want to know, who the hell are her neighbors? Do they just look out the window and go, oh, I guess Mrs. Jones is having her driveway dug up. Okay. And they don't bother. Nobody questions anything. I guess this is what they're doing. They're just digging up the sidewalk. So imagine coming home to that and your entire sidewalk is gone. And now you have to wonder who the hell. Now, the only way to top that. There have been people who have gone to work, and while they were gone, their house was demolished. Some wrecking crew, this has happened in the past, a wrecking crew got the address wrong. 
and demolished the wrong house. And so imagine coming home from work and your house is just gone, flattened and carried away. I mean, not just torn down, but everything picked up and carried away. And now there's an empty lot where your house was. And you're wondering what the hell. So the woman in Florida who lost her driveway and sidewalk, she, if you think about it, she got off easy, didn't she? All right, I'll go ahead and dig up that story and read it to you coming up next. we got local news to get into right after local news update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six thirty-six of the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Okay, let's dig into the driveway story here. Uh, first off, my sister in Lake Wales says, "I have neighbors that I would ignore anything that happens to their house while they're not home." <laughs> so, if you looked across the street and found one of your neighbors' houses being demolished, you would just say, "Yeah, okay. Well, I guess they're demolishing your house." Carol says, "I didn't read the story. Sounds like her driveway was repossessed." <laughs> Uh, hey, you in Marbinson. Uh, that's Hey, you in Marbleton. For a lizard that makes a big mouse, it's only a snack. You need to get a sewer rat for a sewer lizard. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, uh, Chet Yoder, maybe that driveway had cocaine in it. It's Florida. That could actually be the case. Never know. Okay, for those who are just joining and curious, here's the story. I was actually going to skip over the story, but you guys want to hear about it, so fine. I have no problem going down that rabbit hole for you guys. It goes perfect with your morning coffee. Florida mom baffled by bizarre theft came home and driveway gone. A single mom who was trying to sell her Florida home is scratching her head after a bizarre theft. Someone stole her concrete driveway right out from under the ground. I come home, my driveway's gone. Uh, the moment she realized someone had ripped off the concrete driveway, Orange County is where she is, by the way, uh, last month, leaving a patch of mud and dirt in its place. Mystery started soon after she listed her home for sale. I don't know if the two are connected, but okay. Soon, strange characters started showing up and measuring the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's in the story. Soon, strange characters started showing up and measuring the driveway. Um, her, With her son counting five such workers in total. When she asked the crew what they were up to, they told her Tampa Bay area man identified as only Andre hired them uh, to price a replacement. Okay, she didn't ask for a replacement, though. The team even provided text messages reportedly showing Andre, whoever that is, asking for an estimate. But they don't know who Andre is. 
The suspicious client, however, was out of town, and the contractor requested an in-person meeting to cut off communications. When when she asked for proof of ownership and so on, who is this guy, they cut off communications. One week later, doorbell camera captured a bulldozer ripping up the concrete driveway and hauling it away while she was at work. And it's not just the driveway. Again, from her front door is a sidewalk that goes to the driveway. So local TV stations said not at all prepared for the bizarre theft. Her real estate agent uh, is in utter shock learning of what happened. I've never seen this before. Uh, They posted a video of the bulldozer just tearing up the driveway. I've had multiple people come forward saying that they've seen things like this happen. Really? Where? I would love to know whether it be driveway roofs. Painting the outside, painting the outside. If you want to show up and just paint my house, as long as it's a nice color, fine. So it happens more often than we can actually uh, see. I wonder if somebody hired a crew to replace a driveway and the crew just had the wrong address. I wonder that. So now, uh, whoever this was that tore up the driveway is under, replacing, uh, under pressure to replace the driveway. But the poor woman doesn't know who that is. She uh, recently replaced the roof and made other investments trying to get the home ready for sale. No one is going to buy this, she said. Now that she doesn't have a driveway. Orange County Sheriff's Office, which is investigating the driveway theft, did not immediately return any comments, anything like that. So, okay, that's what it really comes down to is I I do. I do think. I do believe. What we really have here is the people showed up at the wrong house and they just didn't understand that it was the wrong house. And they ripped it up thinking they had the right place. Now, if they can accident, since they made a mistake, if this is true, if what I'm thinking is true, can they accidentally replace the driveway? It would only seem fair. And since it made news... Because it's all over the news now, especially in the Tampa Bay area. It's going to be all over the news. That means there's some construction company out there who's looking at this going, oh, crap, we got the wrong house. And they know it's them. So if they could do the right thing by showing back up and replacing the driveway and sidewalk, that would really be nice not leaving this poor woman hanging. In the meantime, I would like to thank the radio gods for dumping the story in my lap. 642. If it's happening in Wyoming, it's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six forty-eight. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Campino waiting by. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Miss Mary. I think this was about your grandma, Frank. Uh, Miss Mary's grandmother, I believe, has a problem with her dishwasher. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Mary was going to go over and try to fix it. Why don't you just, just find somebody off the street? That's that's what we find anybody off the street. And then to make, make them wash by, dishes. Probably be a whole lot better. Yeah, just get don't get them to try to fix it. Just have them wash dishes. Yeah, That'd exactly. Be a whole lot yeah. Better, like kids yeah. shoveling snow. Come right. on and wash the dishes. Yeah. Well, I asked her what do you know about dishwashers and plumbing, and she said not a thing, and she seemed very nervous about it. But and then I came across this story uh, from 
Onion News. Dad accidentally opens up gates of hell after attempting to fix sink by himself. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, so you don't want to... You know, it's kind of like the parting of the Red Seas. Kind of, yeah, kind of does it. So I, this is where, when it comes to me, I mean, if I don't know how to fix something, it's, there's a lot of things online that you can get online and watch tutorials. It's not the same. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just can't learn from that, that yeah. stuff. See, I can't learn from anything. But with that, but me, it depends on, am I in over my head here? At what point should I admit defeat? The minute I, you start looking on, on the <laughs> Internet for videos. <laughs> no, there are some things I look at and I go, no, I can do that. And then I call the expert to go, now not only do I have to pay for what was broken, but pay for what I broke. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. You know what, just just wave the white flag. And, I just, I you know. just get it over. Now, I do have in, in my house, uh, in my kitchen, there's two sets of light switches on either side. One way down at the end of the kitchen, the other way up close to the living room section. And they all go to the same light. Right? Yeah. But when I first moved in there, it was odd. In order to turn on, let's say, just the kitchen lights, just because, again, there's three different switches at each panel. Yeah. I would have to figure out the combination and walk back and forth between the back of the kitchen <laughs> and the front of the kitchen to get the right combination. And the combination was never the same. Oh. Now, one day, a friend of mine who is an electrician was visiting, and I showed that to him, and he said, what the hell? And he went back to his car. I told him not to. And he went back to his car, and he got his toolbox, came back, and he fixed it. Okay. Now I, now I complain to him every time I see him because there's no mystery. No, no. Yeah, you turn the light switch I, on. Yes, I go you turn in, it on. I flip one switch. It works. What's the fun? I was solving the puzzle, Frank. I was going back and forth between either end of the kitchen and flipping all of the different switches in different configurations to find out what worked today. Glenn, Glenn, what's the name of the book that you wrote? The Uncomplicated Life. Live it. Oh. (laughs) Live it. High school basketball. The season resumes today with the Big Cheyenne Tournament and girls and boys play today and tonight. Wheatland will meet Kelly Walsh at 11 and 12.30 at South High School. Douglas will be at Laramie at 4.30 and 6. Cheyenne East will host Rock Springs at 6.30 and 8. Cheyenne Central will host Kelly Walsh at 6.30 and 8. Cheyenne South will host Evanson at 6.30 and 8. And at the same time, at the story, Jim Riverton will take on the Toronto. That tournament continues tomorrow and will conclude on Saturday in Cheyenne. Women's College basketball. The Wyoming Cowgirls are 2-0 and in Mountain West play and 7-6 and overall. All after a 54-48 win over Utah State and Logan last night. Cowgirls didn't shoot the ball all that great, going 28% from the field in the third quarter and 33% in the fourth quarter, and they were just 4 of 22 from the three-point line. Utah State was a dreadful 1 of 13 in the third quarter from the field, and Wyoming won that quarter 8-6. to six. But Douglas High School grad Allison Furdy came through with 18 points and 11 rebounds, and UW will be at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs on Saturday afternoon. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team, they'll be on the road at New Mexico on Saturday. The folks are coming off a 75-73 win over San Jose State on Tuesday in Laramie. A quail caught hit the game-winning shot at the buzzer as UW improved the 8-6 and overall, 1-0 and in Mountain West Conference play. Give the Cowboys credit for this. There were, there were stretches where they didn't play well, but they were and down 17 at one point, but they hung right in there and gave themselves a chance to win at the end. Tulsa transfer Sam Griffin is turning out to be the Cowboys' best player, and he has 20, had 23 points in that San Jose State game. 
game. Saturday's game at New Mexico starts at 8 p.m. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. High school football, Dane Steele of Sheridan named the state's Gatorade Player of the Year. On offense, he caught 44 balls for 970 yards and 9 touchdowns. He ran the ball for 368 yards and 8 TDs. He returned 8 punts for scores. Steele had 6 interceptions on defense and opposing teams would never see a faster guy than him all year long. He just plain out ran guys. Steele signed a letter of intent for football with Montana State. High school wrestling, Casper and Toronto will host Riverton in a duel tonight. Glenrock will do the same uh, at home against Thermopolis. Then tomorrow and Saturday, it's the huge Shane Shadow Tournament over in Douglas. And that's it in sports. I remember um, Hubba Bubba? Yeah, before my time. Yes, yeah. okay. I just decided, well, since someone can be uh, proclaimed the Gatorade Sports whatever, The Gatorade okay. Player of the Year, yep. I, Gatorade sponsors it, yes, and they have sponsored fine. it, and that's yeah. what it is. I declare you the Hubba Bubba Sportscaster Award. Well, well thank for, you. Uh, 2023, is, since we've already passed the year. Well, over. what do I get? Is there like a bottle of Hubba Bubba? I, I'm sure it's somewhere. Someone has a bottle of that, but I wouldn't drink it if I were you. Oh, okay. It's, gotcha. it's been gone for a long oh, time. Oh, okay, gotcha. The gotcha. name like Hubba Bubba. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Frank. Well, somebody has to give Frank an award. Coming up on some local business that we have to talk about, we're going to roll into news time after that. Local, national, squeezed in there somewhere. Update on your weather forecast, and you and I get back into it. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six at a time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Cold weather will be coming, and I mean pretty soon. But hang on, you got a couple of days left. And when it starts getting cold, it's going to get really cold. Don Day is going to explain his way out of this one. He's going to try it anyway. He's at 745 this morning. Now, if you're just joining us, if you weren't with us in the 6 o'clock hour, I'll get you up to speed because we had a lot of fun and solved a lot of issues up here, okay? Okay, so, well, first off, let's get this out of the way. Okay, apparently that's not going to get out of the way. Go! Today's show is sponsored by Sweet and Spicy Toilet Paper. Because life is... Well, you you need... I mean, life uh-huh. needs... Okay, right. I, I, I don't know why you would need this. I don't know either, but okay. So, here's what we solved last hour. Now, if you want to get in on it, that's fine. So, I know, I understand the Epstein Little Black Book is being released of the list of people who had relationships with Epstein. And I know Bill Clinton is on that list. And mentioned about 50 times. And before you get all excited, remember, and you want to convict Bill Clinton of something, remember, Donald Trump is on that list too. Meaning, until you can actually prove something. So what if they're on the list? You have to prove something. So nobody has anything yet. Just putting that into perspective. All right. The media, every time they report that story, is still saying that Epstein killed himself. You'll hear that throughout the entire day and the rest of the week and weeks on end. Also, from PolitiFact, Hillary Clinton is not a reptile, they say. 
There's actually a video. I haven't watched the video. I have to go online and watch it. There's a video that shows Hillary Clinton transforming into a reptile, and they say it's fake. PolitiFact had to fact check that. We had a discussion in the first hour of program, uh, me and the audience out there, and we came to the conclusion that she may or may not be a reptilian. You can debate that. But one thing we all agree on is she's not human. Even Bill has figured that out. That's probably why he was visiting Epstein's Island. But all right. Also, a woman in Florida came home from work and found her entire driveway stolen. We're still debating what happened there. Okay, so that's where we are so far. But hold on, we're just getting warmed up. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Okay, now, this is one of those stories I have to say up front before I get into this. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. I'm just repeating what was said. Because sometimes I tell a story like this, people get mad at me. I didn't say this. Somebody else did. Whatever side of the issue you're on. So let's go to the United Nations. Uh, UN Women, the group that, uh, well, this is a UN women's group called UN Women. Uh, This is the group that couldn't find it in their hearts to condemn Hamas for rape and murder, by the way, of Jewish women in the past couple of months. They are complaining Because the United Nations decided to put a woman up as a representative, as the the model spokesperson and just model woman of the UN woman. And what they put up was someone who is transgender. And the UN women's group is saying, we would like to have a real biological woman, please. Yeah, this is, again, up on... Twitter here. Women's group in the UK have asked advocacy group at UN Women's uh, to reconsider choosing a biological male trans as their activists. 17 women organizations in the UN and UK have penned a letter to the UN committee expressing dismay and disappointment after a biological male was appointed as champion of women. UN Women. Last month, UN Women and UN Women's UK, which its mission is to ensure that every woman and girl has access to safety and choices and a voice and et cetera, et cetera, appointed a trans male activist as their ambassador. And the group is saying, no, I would like this group here to get together with the young ladies at the University of Wyoming at that sorority. And have a conversation about this. All right. The groups which include uh, groups titled Fair Play for Women, Sex Matters, etc., 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 Women's Rights Network, say it's disappointing to see the committee go so far as select a male to represent women. 
calling, uh, and then they go into who this person is. It also accused this person of having objectified women and, well, okay. It, there's a lot of detail into it, but you get the idea. I just thought it was really interesting to me that when the United Nations decided to go ahead and put up somebody as the spokesperson and face to represent, they chose someone who was trans and that the women of the organization are saying that's not what we want. It's going to be interesting to me just to sit back and just watch this play out. I'm not offering an opinion one way or the other. Sometimes I think it's best not to just sit back and just watch this play out and see how this how this works. Now, something else I put up for you for your enjoyment. Just watch and enjoy. So yesterday, I was at home doing what I normally do when I get home. The work doesn't stop. There's a lot of things I work on. And I do spend time looking at various videos and news stories and so on for stuff to talk about the next day. And up on YouTube, a video pops up. And it's just of wind turbines being blown up. Now, not fake. There's various wind farms around the world where for whatever reason they're going to take down a wind turbine. There could be multiple reasons. And so they go and place explosives at the bottom of it, usually inside, right? They open up the door at the bottom. They go inside and put a ring of explosives in there and then leave. And the thing blows up at the base. And then the wind turbine slowly, with a lot of creaking, metal creaking noises, slowly starts to fall over and then smacks into the ground. And watching one wind turbine after the next getting blown up and demolished and falling down in such a way, I found it to be really cathartic. I just was, oh, that feels so good to watch that. Now, living in Wyoming, where they're destroying our view with massive wind farms and also um, chewing up our birds and bats and those blades and providing us with more expensive, unsustainable, unreliable energy. I would love to start to see these wind farms taken down in Wyoming in much the same way. So if you feel the same way about this, on the Wake Up Wyoming website this morning, there is an article that I posted for you with a couple of these videos. It's titled, Wonderful Videos of Wind Turbine Demolition for Your Enjoyment. I have a bit of a story that goes with it, but there's several videos here that you can watch of that I provided for you in this list. So again, go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. Miss Mary will alert this out at some point. And just sit back and watch and enjoy wind turbines being blasted into oblivion. It'll make you feel so good. When you're dead, you don't know that you're dead. But it's it's really difficult for others. It's kind of the same like when you're... St- Covering world-ending catastrophes for years to come. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Find content, chat live, and listen on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Seven twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, before I get anywhere, I didn't go with anything else. Scaredy Cat is in Casper. 
Right, Ty Glenn, today is my son Elias' 13th birthday. Would make his day if you mentioned him. Well, now, first off, happy birthday, Elias, and welcome into the teenage years. Just so you know, this is a really important time for you. Glad you're 13 years old. Now, I was, I know, look, I know. Everybody was worried, Elias, that you were going to come walking out of the bedroom at age 13 wearing nothing but black, having piercings and tattoos and all sorts of weird places and saying things like whatever. The more you can stay away from doing that, I would say the better. Okay. So, in other words, uh, the way you see most of your friends doing it and people that are, you know, older than you, let's say that are 16 and 17, what you see them doing, you don't. Okay, don't. Uh, enjoy your teenage years because your teenage years are really going to be absolutely phenomenal. I mean, some of the greatest things that will ever happen in your lifetime are going to happen in your teenage years. Uh, at the same time, though, when you take a look at uh, what your friends are doing and, and saying that they're having a great time, chances are they're not having a great time doing it. And there's going to be a lot of noise and confusion during this time of your life, too. So there's a couple of things happening. On the one hand, it's going to be some of the greatest years of your life. On the other hand, there's a lot of noise and confusion. And you got to learn how to separate the two. Now that you're 13 years old, you will also realize that your parents were wrong about everything. Now, this is a very, hang on, follow me on this. At 13, you begin to realize your parents are wrong about everything. But by the time you hit 30 years old, you're going to realize that your parents were right about everything. I know, it's a very strange time. Happy birthday and enjoy these years. 722, your favorite song. Oh, I like guns, I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small, therefore say, well, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns. Hey, Colorado, you're up in the story. Gun rights groups take Colorado to court over a new ghost gun ban. Now, when I say ghost gun, I don't mean like some of those stupid gun uh, ghost shows that you see on television these days. The whole different thing. Gun rights groups are suing Colorado over newly enacted laws banning so-called ghost guns, Rocky Mountain uh, gun owners. And the National Association of Gun Rights filed a federal lawsuit against Colorado's, um, well, it's unserialized firearms and firearm components bill signed into law by the governor. Quote, these preassembled, click-together, untraceable, deadly weapons are a very dangerous loophole, said the governor. And today we're taking an important step toward that loophole. Ghost guns are unassembled firearms that were created privately and they do not have a serial number on the component. Ghost guns can be purchased online and made by a 3D printer circumventing background checks. Colorado law took effect Monday, January 1st, prohibits residents from creating gun frames and receivers with the exception of firearm manufacturers it also bans the possession and transportation of guns without serial numbers. And this goes back to what I've said before on a lot of issues, not just this, but a lot of other issues. If you think passing a law like this is going to stop it, then you don't understand what the problem is. Oftentimes, government will pass a law thinking, we'll pass a law and that'll fix that, boy. And it doesn't go anywhere close to fixing it. Example, Chicago. 
and other major cities that have flat out banned guns altogether. They just flat out banned guns. And yet the gun problem grew. It didn't it didn't disappear like they were hoping. Just because you passed the law doesn't mean you did anything. Oftentimes, passing a law like this has nothing to do with fixing the problem. So between 2017 and 2021, the story says, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives reported 1,000% increase in the use of ghost gun crimes across the United States. Gun rights group argue that Colorado ban is both an overreach and challenges American Second Amendment freedoms. The law, the story says, cites a Supreme Court 2022 decision which states that gun laws must be consistent with the nation's historic tradition of firearm regulation. If a homemade, unserialized gun weren't legal at the time of the nation's founding, well, and think about that. Now, I actually have, in my family background, there was a gunsmith during the time of the American Revolution, and some of the guns that he created didn't go, it actually went to George Washington's army and other places like that. There is still to this day, I have a cousin who's a gunsmith, direct descendant of, is my understanding. And today he's still a gunsmith. But think about that. Back in the days of the American Revolution, there were people making all sorts of guns that had any kind of serial number, whatever. Just some local guy who was good at smithing would go ahead and start making guns and people would buy them. And it was a local thing, and that's how it was done. There wasn't a big factory anywhere. Putting serial numbers on it didn't exist. No one ever thought of such a thing. In fact, if you were good at at doing that kind of work yourself, you could have just made your own gun. Now, that doesn't change anything today. It's the same thing. Uh, You're not going to stop anyone with laws like this. If someone has the knowledge to do it, they'll do it. This is why I say if you really want to fix the problem of violence, what you want to fix is the cultural problem, not the tools they use. Now, the governor of Colorado listed as a defendant in the lawsuit has not commented. Colorado expanded gun control last year, the story says, by enacting red flag laws, imposing a three-day waiting period for firearm purchases, raising the purchase age to 21 and easing lawsuits against um, gun manufacturers all at the same time. Now, I I say all of that and say I, I have to ask the question, do you think that any of that has made or will make any kind of a difference whatsoever in Colorado? I seriously doubt it. Hi, folks. Daytona Dan Jackson here. And if you're anything like me, you live for this. You love the fresh air, you love the great outdoors, and you love to maximize your fish yield, which is why I use this. The Daytona Fish Gun. It's the best way to kill fish, bar none. Catching a fish with a stick and string is frustrating and dangerous. Hooks are sharp, tackle boxes are heavy, and worms are proven disease carriers. Even if you catch a fish, you got to get it onto the boat and you got to neutralize it. The whole process is time-consuming and inefficient. There's no worms. Just take the gun, point it down into your fishing hole, and fire away. Whether you're 80 or 8 years old, the Daytona turns fish in a lake into fish in a barrel. It also offers the features professionals demand, a high rate of firepower, 
300 rounds per minute. No fish is safe from a detoner. You know, some of you folks at home are probably saying to yourselves, I'd like to kill even more fish. Well, for that, we have the Daytona Fish Grenade, designed to kill anything swimming within a 300-meter radius. Kill more, win more, and come home with a smile on your face and dinner in your cooler. The Daytona Fish Grenade. A damn good fish grenade. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. That'll be news time. Weather forecast right after that. Dawn Day at 745 talks about much colder weather coming. Wake up, Wyoming. The only show broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower. Hey, it's cold down here. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, 6 a.m. weekdays on AM 1030 and FM 95.1. 7.36 the time, Wake Up Wyoming. All right, this headline just kind of popped up, funny as hell. Uh, President Biden mocked for claiming he doesn't have the money to protect the border and enforce the law. <laughs> uh, see, that this is where throughout his entire life, Biden just makes up whatever he thinks sounds good at the time, doesn't matter if it's true or not. Remember, this is the guy who has borrowed how much money? Yeah, to do how much? To do what? Yeah, okay. And he has, a, this is the same guy who lied and said, I cut the budget and saved the country a trillion dollars. You have overspent by about 13, if not more, trillions of dollars. So, okay. Biden actually saying that he doesn't have the money to protect the border. So wishes that I might actually have, I'm going to see if this works out. There might be some audio here on this. I'm trying to call it up now. Rather than listening to what reporters say, let's see here. Okay, he's getting off there. He's getting off Marine One, the helicopter. And someone's going to shout a question to him at some point here. Yeah, Okay. A little worried that I'm not going to be able to hear the audio that well on this because Marine One is making so much noise in the background. Here's the question. Yeah, okay. So all he said to the reporter about protecting the border is they ought to give me the money to protect the border. All right, that was basically it, as best I can get out. I didn't want to go by what some other reporters were saying there. But, uh, Mr. President, you have all the money you need to go ahead and protect the border. And with a president who has borrowed and printed so much fake money during his presidency, putting us massively in debt, well... He certainly does have the money to do so. If he can go ahead and do what he called the Inflation Reduction Act, which he admitted later was a lie, because it's actually not that at all. It had everything to do with the cult of climate change and nothing to do with reducing inflation. So with all the money, in fact, let me go back real quick while I have you here. It might be in my notes today. There was a story that I'd come up with. Biden had this plan and in order to implement his plan he funneled money from one place to the next here we go uh, this is it okay 
Inflation Reduction Act reroutes Medicare savings into tax credits for electric vehicles. Yeah, this is what he's doing with money. So he said the bulk of the $280 billion in savings from IRAs and prescription drug provisions and so on has been redirected to fund $7,500, $7,500 in tax credits toward electric vehicles. This is kind of shuffling he does with money. Yet, when he's asked about the southern border, at the same time he'll say, well, they need to give me the money to deal with the southern border. Well, we know it has nothing to do with that because he's had the money to do it without shuffling money around. So that's obviously just absurd. couple of stories that I have here on the southern border. Let me see. Uh, Biden administration cleans up border ahead of congressional visit. A bunch of congressmen are going to go to the southern border to have a look. And, of course, just like when the president went to visit some time ago, they cleaned up an area and let him see that. They didn't let him see what was actually going on. Texas governor says Mayorkas is pathetic for blaming record border crossings on climate change. Okay, so we're still doing (laughs) All of those people are coming from – they're not just coming from south of the border. They're coming from countries all over the world. And they're coming here because they're climate refugees. No, okay. So I'm going to go back real quick here, and we'll get to Don Day because it's important when he talks about the change in uh, the weather that's coming up. So we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes here. But within just hours to go before the largest yet congressional visit to the border, a small town in Texas, Eagle Pass, a source within Customs and Border Protection tells that they are witnessing a massive cleanup of the area ahead of the congressional visit. Uh, according to sources, the facility has been nearly emptied, even though they have sometimes a couple of thousand people a day just pouring through the area. So congressional leaders are going to show up and have no idea what it really looks like down there. I have absolutely no idea of the mess that's been created down there. All right. So, uh, again, this is the same as when the president went to visit the border and they cleaned it up for him. So he has no idea what's really going on. Wouldn't you love just to pick these people up, the president and some other people, and just dump them right in the middle of the mess and let them experience it firsthand I, w- without any congressional aides and no security? Just dump them in the middle of it and let them experience it. And then we'll hear what they have to say. 742, wake This show contains sarcasm that some listeners may find disturbing. A sense of humor is advised. Chat with Glenn live on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Seven forty-five is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Okay, Don, I'm going to try to make this really simple for everybody. You got a couple of days to get out there and enjoy it. Uh, really, really today. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, today and tomorrow, there's not a lot going on, yeah. but there's enough. Uh, that, you know, the, the expectation of the generally mild and dry, sunny weather that we've had for quite a stretch, it really is coming to an end. Okay. All right. Now, this, as we were talking about yesterday, it comes to an end slowly. So this is like when you're uh, walking into the lake during the summertime. You don't want to go running and diving out in the deep water because that's frigid. Start at the warmer water by the shore and ease yourself in. That's what we're doing here, right? 
yeah, shuffle your feet, right? Yes. Shuffle your yes. feet into the deeper water. Yes, that's exactly, kind of, right, yeah. We are going to stair step down into a colder, more active pattern. Starting today, we'll, we'll have a little, we actually actually had a little bit of light snow shower activity along Interstate 80 in far western Wyoming last night. And early this morning, it's snowing down in portions of New Mexico and Arizona this morning. Wow, okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's all the snowbirds. They're getting snow at the moment. But as we go into uh, the next several days, we don't have – I wouldn't call these big storms, Glenn, mm-hmm. but we're going to see fronts about every two days. Okay. Um, and this starts with a, with a frontal system coming in uh, tomorrow and tomorrow night, another one Sunday night, Monday. Another one probably Tuesday into Wednesday. This will start the snow going up into the high country again, which we really need. And uh, we'll get a little bit of light snow on the plains. Again, it's not going to be a lot, but it's going to be enough to make roads and highways slick. And these fronts, each time they come in, will make it a little bit colder. The real severe cold is still late next week, but it is certainly going to be colder than it's been. Okay. So if you start today, like, you know, when you're getting dressed to go to work, put an extra T-shirt underneath. And then every single day from now until next week and the week after, put an extra T-shirt on every day. Now, you're going to look ridiculous in two weeks, but you'll be dressed about right. Yeah, and in about seven or eight days, you'll be the smart one. Yes, that's right. Because temperatures, I looked at some of the temperatures way out there, and it had, like, teens and maybe below. Yeah, uh, yeah. but again, as we always talk about, be careful on what yeah. you do with those. But okay. but the potential uh, by next weekend of going below zero is certainly on the table. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. Well, there you go. I just, again, just keep slowly but surely every day layering everything up. Here's... The icebox, speaking of which, Frank Gambino. Okay, and so, Frank, I'm actually going to give you a really good story that's going to warm your heart. Okay, I'm all okay. I'm all for that at this time of the morning. So, when you, we all did this when we were young. Remember, you're a young man, you're a teenager, yeah. you're taking a girl out on a date, but well. you don't have much money. So, we all had that little local restaurant that we went to. Because, yeah, the Greasy Spoon, yeah. It was affordable. Yeah. Right. Now, as you got older, you got married, you had kids. Now you're still in that situation because you're you just still go to the greasy spoon. Yeah. yeah. So when you take the family out, you still go to that. So it may be a dump, but you know it's a dump that served you well over many. You know, not just your family since you were a kid on the way. I mean, your parents probably took you there. Oh yeah. So yeah. you would hate to see the old dump go away, even no, though it's a dump. There's right? too many memories. Yeah. Rock Springs. You might remember driving by Grubs. I'm almost positive I have. Yes. Okay. Now, is it sit- closing? Well, it it had. Now it was on a corner. The road kind of does a nice steady turn, and it sits oddly on that turn, so it's kind of hard to park in there. But it had been there for a very long time. Well, it did close. The grand reopening for those listening in Rock Springs is today, this uh-huh. morning at 11 a.m. Now, what happened is a husband and wife from Rock Springs, who remember this place. I mean, they dated there. You know, I mean, this. she worked there for quite a few years oh, wow. when she was young, right? So they still have their day jobs, but they decided this place can't close. So they bought it, and they're reopening it. Good for them. Yes. Now, it's just going to start. No breakfast at first, yeah. 11 a.m. till 8 p.m., yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, they'll just start there. She actually worked there for a good number of years in her youth. And then, of course, you know, got married, and they probably took the family there, too. But, again, if you look at Grubs, go to the Wake Up Wyoming site, 
and look at the story I put up there. And I took a picture of Grubbs, which, as I just said, it's not much to look at, Frank. But for people who live in Rock Springs, they remember it for a couple of generations of going there on dates in their early mm-hmm, years, yeah. taking their kids there as they got older, and probably the old farts club. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. They, they will go for coffee at 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, exactly right. And they solve all of the world's problems while they're there. Yeah. I've seen that. I, I but, okay. <laughs> and then they'll go there the next day too. Frank, we are not very far away from you and I being those people. I know. Just so you know. But anyway, so to the couple that decided to open up their old favorite restaurant in Rock Springs, thanks for doing that. Yeah, that's every good. town needs one of those. Absolutely. High school basketball season resumes today and tonight with the Big Cheyenne Tournament and girls and boys play today and tonight. Wheatland meets Kelly Walsh at 11 and 12.30 at South High School. Douglas will be at Laramie at 4.30 and 6. Cheyenne East will host Rock Springs at 6.30 and 8. At the same time, Cheyenne Central will host Kelly Walsh. And then Cheyenne South also at 6.30 and 8 will uh, take on Evanson. And then at 6.30 and 8 at the Story Gym, Riverton will meet Natrona. Uh, The tournament continues tomorrow and concludes on Saturday in Cheyenne. Women's College Hoops, the Wyoming Cowgirls 2-0 in Mountain West play, 7-6 overall after a 54-48 win over Utah State and Logan last night. Cowgirls didn't shoot the ball all that great last night, 28% from the field in the third quarter and 33% in the fourth quarter, and they were just 4-22 of from the three-point line. Utah State was an awful 1-13 of in the third quarter as Wyoming won the quarter 8-6. to But Douglas High School grad Allison Ferdy came through with 18 points and 11 rebounds. UWB at the Air Force Academy. On Saturday afternoon, Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will be on the road in New Mexico on Saturday. The folks are coming off a great 75-73 win over San Jose State on Tuesday in Laramie. A quail caught hit the game-winning shot at the buzzer as UW improved to 8-6 and overall, 1-0 and in Mountain West Conference play. Give the Cowboys credit for this. There were stretches where they did not play very well. They were down 17 at one point, but they hung in there and gave themselves a chance to win at the end. Tulsa transfer Sam Griffith is turning out to be the Cowboys' best player. He has had 23 points in that San Jose State game. And Saturday's game at New Mexico at the Pit in Albuquerque starts at 8 p.m. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. High School Football, Dane Steele of Sheridan named the Gatorade Player of the Year in Wyoming. On offense, he caught 44 balls for 970 yards and 9 touchdowns. He ran the ball for 368 yards and 8 TDs. He returned 8 punts for scores. He also had 6 interceptions on defense and opposing teams would not see a faster guy on the field than him all year long. He just plain outran guys. Steele has signed a football letter of intent with Montana State. High school wrestling, Casper and Toronto will host Riverton in a duel tonight. Glenrock will host Thermopolis in that also this evening. Then tomorrow and Saturday, it's the huge Shane Shadow Tournament in Douglas. That will go both of those days. It'll be massive. And that's it in sports. Trip down memory lane for you. Did you have a favorite restaurant that you always went to? Oh, yeah. Don's Grill. Really? Is that still around? No, it's a it's a Mexican place now. But oh, okay. the, their cheeseburger and fries with a bowl of chili mm-hmm. was. I mean, this was dumpy. So this is how this is how this worked. Yeah. My mother worked at a bank down the block. Right. And all the office people go, "Are you going to Don's?" Uh huh. I go, "Yeah, I'll get you a cheeseburger." But they wouldn't sure. go in the place because it was too dumpy. But they certainly wanted a cheeseburger and oh, fries yeah. and some chili. Yeah. And you know, a lot of these places, I remember. You know, I had some when, when I was a, a kid too. A lot of these places I would look at and go, you know, I'm not sure why they're still open because they look just gross. And the food is okay. But every the staff always remembers you, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And it's affordable, and so it's your place. And then after a while, you just develop a love for the old dump, don't you? Greasy spoons are... Yeah, some of the best, yes. yeah. It's important. Thank mm-hmm. you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of.
Oh, Dave in Texas. Grubs had great greasy spoon food. See? That's what I'm talking about. Let's wake up Wyoming. the time it's wake up wyoming it is a thursday i know some of you are out of whack date wise here it's thursday not wednesday just so you know because monday kind of screws you up there right okay glad i got all that out of the way i'm trying to get you back on track to get your new year started today's show is sponsored by sweet and spicy toilet paper because life is well uh, you, you need yeah i mean life needs Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I I don't know why you would need this. No idea either. Okay, so AAA 97 Woods, the phone number. This is every single day at this time I launch into open phones. It is the most dangerous period of this program right now because listeners can change the topic at a whim if they want. So go ahead. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in. And let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, a phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Now go back and review one more time here, because there's some people who did not catch the first hour of the program. We settled a lot of things right up front. First off, yes, a good chunk of the Epstein list is out as to who had relations with Epstein and went to his um, pedophile island, or even just had relationships with him of some kind. And yeah, uh, Bill Clinton is on that list, but now here's what you got to be careful of. We don't know what the relationship between Epstein and Clinton was. And before you yell, we do too. Remember, Trump is also on that list. So be careful because right now, yeah, there's a list of people who, you know, had relations with Epstein, but we don't know what the relations were. So you're just going to have to wait to see what the evidence actually is before you get too excited about that. Just a word of caution. Also, you're just going to have to put up with the media continually saying that Epstein's death was a a suicide. They're they're doing that all day today. They're going to keep doing it. Uh, We've decided that we're not sure if Hillary Clinton is a reptile or not, but we know she's not human. The reason why, for those who, if right now people are listening going, what? Here's what happened. There are various videos that are online that show Hillary Clinton transforming into a reptile. So PolitiFact, which is supposed to be a political fact-checking group, they got a hold of one of those videos and said, well, she's not a reptile. So they fact-checked it. The fact that they had to do that at all is hysterical. We have the early morning group here that at 6 o'clock this morning, within that hour, decided that we can't tell if Hillary Clinton is reptilian or what, but we know she's not human. 
And PolitiFact never, never said anything about whether she was human or not. I even have a little bit of a problem with when they say that Hillary Clinton is not a reptile. What did they do to test that? Did they turn the temperature of the room really cold to see if she would just fall asleep? Did they turn the temperature really warm, put a heat lamp out there to see if she would cozy up under it? See, we we don't know. Did anybody offer a mouse for her to eat? I don't think so. Did anyone take a blood sample of any kind? No. If that's the case, then how do you know that Hillary Clinton is not a reptile? I don't think PolitiFact did their homework, so I don't think that they can actually make that claim. Finally, also in Florida, a woman came home from work to find her entire driveway was stolen. Yeah, so we talked about that all early this morning. Sorry you missed it, but you can always go back a little bit later because this show becomes a podcast when I get off the air. And you can go back and catch up on everything that you missed. Hey, Jude. Maybe I just wanted to tell you something about um, Trump being with Epstein. Right. Okay, there's a, there's a guy, a lawyer, his name was uh, Bradley Edwards, and he represented the Epstein victims back in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epstein was, su- uh, was sued by Epstein for def- defamation of character and won. Had this to say about Donald Trump involvement in cooperation with Epstein drama. He, President Trump, is the only person who in 2009, when I served a lot of subpoenas on behalf of Epstein's victims, on a lot of people to some pretty connected people, and I wanted to talk to them. He, Trump, is the only person who picked up the phone and said, let's talk. I'll give you as much as you want, tell you what you need to know. He, uh, he was very helpful in his information mm-hmm. that gave and gave no information whatsoever that he was involved in anything to do with Epstein other than photo op. Right. Um, and uh, anyway, this guy here, this Bradley Edwards and Trump were instrumental in uh, Epstein's conviction down there. In, right. I think it was Florida. And then uh, also... When uh, Trump had, well, Mar-a-Lago, when Epstein was over there one time, I remember reading this article years ago, uh, when this first came out, uh, that Epstein was trying to sexually harass one of his uh, patrons at Mar-a-Lago's daughter. And it was, I guess it was very crude because uh, Trump kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago and hasn't spoken to him since. Mm-hmm. So if you notice in those pictures, they're very old when he was, you know, probably in his 40s or 50s. And he helped take Epstein down the first time. Right. So, so but it, my main point to everybody, though, is because a lot of people are going to get really excited. Hey, Bill Clinton's on the list. Yeah, but there's no evidence other than he's on the list. That doesn't mean well, anything. You have to get evidence. It's, it's, it's a big fat nothing burger is what yeah. it's going to be because the 177 names that they're going to release are going to be like employees, mm-hmm. uh, people who flew on the plane that yeah. have no connection to Washington. I'll lay you $50 on this right now. There will not be one senator, one congressman, or one president besides Clinton because he couldn't get out of it. Yeah. 
named in that 177 names. Right, yeah. What we're really going to need to get anybody is more than just a name on a list. You're going to have to not just put them on the island. You're going to have to have actual evidence that they were involved with these young ladies. And that's going to be just about impossible. Unless Epstein was taking video and pictures of things, I don't think we really have anything. Now, now I've seen videos of Jimmy Kimmel with a little boy in a bathroom, and he's got got his face painted kind of like what Podesta does, because Podesta's a freak, too. Right. And the little and he's screaming at the little boy in the shower. Call me daddy. Call me daddy. Yeah. If you can actually come and up with actual evidence, it. then you've got something. Until then, all we have is a list with names, and that's not going to be enough. So this a lot is going to be said about this, but we're going to have to wait for actual evidence. I'm sorry to say, for oh, those yeah. people who are are still yeah. waiting. It's just a diversion, I think, yeah. from what's going on. Yeah. You know, another little conspiracy thing to put out there to keep people from talking about Hunter Biden and, you know, uh, Joe Biden's corruption. So anyway, I just thought I'd tell you that that Trump was instrumental in taking him down one time. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Judy. Hey there, boys and girls, or whoever else you identify as. Welcome to Woke Radio, W-O-K-E. Woke Radio, W-O-K-E. Here's some hot trash for your commute across the basement to the office. Just don't tell mom. She's upstairs and she thinks you're looking for a job. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. It's the time. It's wake up. I got a little. Let me try that again. Turn the music back up. Hey, 20 is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Mark Armstrong is on the phone with me. Morning, Mark. Glenn, I hope you can hear me. I hear you just fine. Um, Great. Um, So the list does not include Donald Trump. But it does include Joe Biden, the hair sniffer. No, Trump is so, on the list, though. Um, oh, sure. Uh, I think it. I, I do believe it is out there. Mm. And there are tapes. There was a safe full of CDs and thumb drives and the FBI yeah. shows. Um, and we'll probably never come. Right. And... You know, we need better people, more godly people in office. Right. Uh, I've said this before that Washington, D.C. and Cheyenne are not um, the swamp. They're the sewer. And we need to start flushing those turds. Yeah. So um, we need to get good people out, get them to vote, and work hard to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we got to take this back from. Yeah. Some of these people are evil. 
Um, it's one of the reasons why the, the founding fathers got a lot right. I mean, the founding fathers got a whole lot right. One of the things that the founders got right was to limit the size and power of government because they knew what kind of people get into government and what they do with it. So when you do have people who are just, I mean, the worst scum of the earth who run for office and wind up in office, it'd be a whole lot better if they didn't have much power. You're so right. You are so right. And we need to do two things. We need to get better people in office. And we need to have less government. Less All right. And it, it's a it's a kill battle. But we need to put all our shoulders behind this and push on it and get it done. All right. Get her done, cowboy up. Okay. So thank you for the time. Absolutely. Thank you, you, Mark. Have a blessed day, sir. You too. So Mark Armstrong calling in. Uh, So that I remember some years ago, I was talking to some people who were really hardcore conspiracy theorist types. I mean, real conspiracy theorist types. And I told them that I think you are really wasting your time with all of this because it doesn't matter if you prove all of your conspiracy theories true or not. And even all the corruption true. It doesn't matter. What matters is we keep electing these kinds of people into office and we have give, allowed them to take much more power than they should have ever been allowed to afford. And you see what it's led to. Mike is in Laramie. Hello, Mike. Good morning, Glenn. I want to go back to talking about the border crisis. Sure. And it's kind of uh, kind of disgusting the way the federal government, on the one hand, tells us we're controlling the border. But on the other hand, they're suing the governors of the border states when those governors are trying to do so, actually do something about it. Yeah. Now, the governor of Arizona put up the containers. The EPA came along and slapped his wrist and said, no, no, no. And, well, he turned tail and said, yes, Maza. And he, instead of saying, make me and try yeah. and enforce your ruling, yeah. the governor of Texas put the razor wire in the buoys. And the federal government has told them to take them down. And so far, the governor of Texas hasn't done that. And now there's a law going down there that they're the Texas police can arrest and deport rather than the asinine policy of arrest and release. And I just hope the governor of Texas just grows a backbone and says, enforce it. Right. Yeah. I think there's it's so obvious in so many ways that this president doesn't want to do anything about the border. If he really wanted to, not only would he use the full force of the federal government, but he'd have all of the states, all of them, working with him to make sure these people got out of here and came into the country legally. Obviously, this president and the Democrats want these illegals to continue to come in. And that's also why they try to give them things, well, like uh, free health care while they get here, access to food and schools, and I mean, the list goes on. It, stuff that you and I don't get that these illegals will get here. And then they want to give them the right to vote, too. So what they're looking oh, for, God. in my opinion, is a new voter base. Yeah. But uh, you might just, it's... I just hope, like I just hope that Governor Abbott gets a backbone yeah. and just says enforce it. Yeah. All right. Let's see and what happens. Just let it go that. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Thanks. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Now, I, I look at we. I look at the uh, motivations of many Democrats in this case, Democrat Party, also this particular president, and allowing so many people to cross the border the way they are. And these are not just Southerners south of the border. These are people literally from all over the world 
that are just pouring into our country, literally by the millions. Now, there are people who have been trying to get into this country legally, and they are given a hard time. It's difficult to do that. It's difficult to get into this country legally. But illegally, oh, Lord, they'll fast track you if you want to come in illegally and try to set you up so, well, again, hopefully you'll vote Democrat next time around. I have that as a theory because I've been saying this for years. If all of these people pouring across the southern border were going to vote Republican, do you think the Democrats would be helping them across the border or would would the Democrats be building a wall? Yeah, so I think we know the answer to this. So, And then I did have a discussion, I wouldn't say who, but with someone who I know who's called on from time to time to head down to the southern border and patrol it, you know, as part of the federal government. And this person told me what I had been saying for years. For those of you who want to build a wall, I've been saying for many years, walls don't work. They will go under it, around it, through it, over it. And so I was told by this person that the section, one section of wall that was built by the uh, by Trump, which looks really impressive, what happened was, since there was no one patrolling the area, uh, people trying to get through just cut a hole. Yeah, they just go ahead and use a whatever kind of torch or whatever gets through that. They burned a hole through it. Made a nice big hole where people could walk through. So on our side, border security came up and tried to close the hole. And it was immediately just opened up again. So that's why I say walls like that don't work. If you want to put up a wall all the way across the southern border, you're going to need people there to man the southern border. But also to take away the incentives for coming here. In other words, if you come here legally, that's cool. I have no problem with legal immigration for a reason, the way we set up legal immigration. I'm in favor of people coming from other countries that want to be Americans and do it through the legal process. We have that set up for a reason. Anyone who commits the crime of just sneaking across the border, well, in that case, they should be afforded absolutely nothing other than a ride home. They should be afforded absolutely nothing, no help, not even a job, nothing. They'll get here and find out that they can't make it because we're not going to give them any help. No travel, no free health care, nothing. Just wake up, Wyoming.
936 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So I got to disagree. R.H. in Wiggins, Colorado. As we're talking about politicians, he's in favor of term limits. Well, here's part of the problem here. Uh, let, let's, R.H., take Wyoming for an example. We're such a low-populated state. We rarely get people in some places to run for office at all. In fact, in our last election, last couple of election cycles here in Wyoming, there were in a few places we had to find people to run for office because there was just nobody wanted to run. Again, we're a very low populated area. But then what if you have someone who's really good and you want to keep them, but term limits kick them out and they end up with a bunch of people running who suck? Now, I think it really should be not term limits. It should be, I know a lot of people out there disagree with me on this. I wouldn't use term limits, but the American people are responsible for who we pick. And boy, we pick some horrible people. We're really bad at it. Term limits doesn't guarantee we're going to get good people. What I would like, though, is here in Wyoming, as to name one state, uh, people who run for office can only meet to do business for a very short period of time. Our legislative session is about to begin here in Wyoming, and they meet once a year for a short period of time. Even then, the ability to pass a law is every other year. So they can get some year, some laws passed during a budget session. But in most cases, laws are passed every other year. I know in Texas, they meet every two years to pass laws. And that's the only time. And they have a very short time to do it. And the reason for that was to limit the time that lawmakers were allowed to spend in office. So oftentimes, watch here in Wyoming during our next legislative session, there's going to be people who are going to show up with all sorts of idiotic ideas to pass as laws. I mean, really dumb ideas. And most of it will never see the light of day, which is the point of it. More bills will be introduced than have any chance of being seen during the short time that our legislative body meets, which is the point of it. So if I could, I would do the same thing for every state. So in Colorado... The Colorado House and Senate would be able to meet for a very short period of time. Do not, no legislative body, if I could wave my magic wand, no legislative body would be able to give the power to the bureaucracy to write law. I've talked about this a lot on here. What they do is legislators on the state level and federal level will go ahead and not write a real law. They'll write an outline. And then they say to the bureaucracy. Now, you write the rules to make this happen. That gives them lawmaking authority. That's where the real problem comes in. Not just on the state level, but on the federal level as well. And the federal government's a mess with this. So first problem on the federal level, we have uh, people who meet year-round, legislators who meet year-round. And then we have the bureaucracy completely unelected who just sits there writing more law, constantly writing more law. So you see how out of hand this gets. So the founding fathers had this correct. We need to go back to what they originally wrote, but also make sure that our government is not a full-time government. I think that's a big, big part of it is to make sure that our government is not a full-time government. That in on the federal level, the House and Senate meet once a year for a short period of time, and they do not make a living at it. They want to make a living. They got to go get a job like everybody else. Steve is in Cheyenne. Morning, Steve. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I hope this isn't too controversial, uh, but I, I, I really do have a serious question concerning this 
Business Alliance of Wyoming in there uh, pushing for wind farms and solar and so on and so forth. Right. The, the thing that's really disturbing about this is that Senator Barrasso and Senator Loomis have signed on to this thing. Yeah. And just as Governor Gordon did when he was running uh, all about this, you know, Wyoming values and conservatism, so on and so forth, uh, so have our two senators. Uh, and now they're, they're hooked up with this alliance thing. It's, and as you pointed out before, I think what the draw is for any business alliance is that there's probably a heavily uh, subsidized um, uh, money involvement in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard any pushback on it. Uh, you mentioned it once at the Business Alliance and that you yeah. had some issues with it. Uh, but there really hasn't been any pushback on um, uh, the two centers concerning this. Okay. And I'm hoping that um, uh, if, if your station allows it, uh, you can uh, explore this a little bit because well, it's not a matter of what this. Well, let me clear this up a little bit. It's not a matter of what the station allows. Um, just yeah, I can do what I want if I want to bring that up as a topic. I can go ahead and do that. And so maybe the next time I have either because they will come on the program at some point. You know, all all three that you just mentioned, Barras Alumas and the governor, and certainly they can come on and go ahead and talk about it. And I'll ask them really what the business alliance is all about. Now, a lot of it I do know this. The main purpose of the business alliance is networking to get, you know, businesses and government players and so on together to work for a common good. And so they'll see it as working for a common good, a common cause. My problem with it is, and right away, we get into government subsidizing things. And yeah. uh, that's where I have a problem. I have no problem if they want to push a certain point of view, go ahead. But let's keep the government subsidies out of it. Let, for example, the Wyoming energy industry work in a free market way, not in a subsidized way. That would be a whole lot better. But I'm more than happy to bring on our different – because our representatives and our governor come on from time to time and ask them about it. And maybe if I can get a hold of someone from the Wyoming Business Alliance, see if I can get them on here to explain what their organization is all about. That would be terrific. Okay. Uh, thank you for hearing me out. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, okay. Uh yeah, I, I think the reason, and I'll look a little bit more into it as well, but I think the reason that some people have called me before, what's with the Wyoming business line? And that's because uh, the governor and some others are pushing, well, when it comes to energy here in Wyoming, we need an all-of-the-above approach. Okay. But my point of view, you tell me if you think I'm wrong, but my point of view when it comes to energy is government should get out of it. It should be a free market deal. The only thing government should do with energy is to make sure that you as the consumer are not getting ripped off. And yes, I want energy industries in Wyoming to take care of the environment. CO2 is not a pollutant. We don't need to be fighting climate change through CO2 sequestration. That's garbage, okay? But to make sure that we have clean air, clean water, they're not polluting the ground, you know, things like that then yes, absolutely, make sure they do it in a clean way. Other than that, let the energy business take care of itself. If those who produce electricity think that coal and natural gas are the most fuel-efficient ways to go, then they'll go that way. If they think wind and solar are the most efficient ways to go, they'll go that way. But don't subsidize it. And don't try to write rules and regulations either. Let them, the businesses, decide for themselves. 
But you know, so that's what I have a problem with is when this all of the above approach is something that's advertised as if it's a good thing. And, yeah, there are quite a few people in Wyoming that look at it and say, well, no, I don't think it necessarily is. But now to have somebody come on from the Wyoming Business Alliance, I think that's fair. I have a rule on this program. Just so you know, I can talk about what I want to talk about on this program. The rules are really simple. I got to get good ratings, which I have, and I can't get them sued. That's a good thing, right? Don't be vulgar. I'm certainly not. So the rules are basically simple. But if I want to bring them on and question them, I can certainly do that. So since there's been enough uh, questions from listeners out there, I'll see who I can look up and see if I can get someone from the alliance on the program to talk about what they're all about and what some of the concerns of the listeners are. 845. Got something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. 48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So up the hallway is our friend DJ Nike. You know, he, he collects those bobblehead things. Oh, there's tons of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they now he likes to particularly, mostly collect the Marvel hero ones. But he's got yeah, to yeah, 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 diversify yeah, yeah. it all. And he hopes that those will maintain their value so that someday he can cash in on them. Good luck. Yeah. Because right away when he said that, I thought Beanie Babies. Some have yeah. some value. Yes. Most have none. None. No, no. A lot of people got into the Beanie Baby craze, and the market on that one just kind of crashed. Totally. Yeah. Now, I do wonder, you've probably seen this. You walk into some uh, older lady's house, and she's got a very nice decorative cabinet in the corner, and she's got all sorts of little figurines and things that she's collected over the years. I do, and I have all of my mother's music boxes. Oh, really? See, all that's of them. Kind of cool. Now, it's probably over forty, maybe even fifty. Okay. Now, see, I think it depends on what it is. Old music boxes. There are collectors out there who would be willing to pay handsomely for some of those. Really? Yeah, he's got to know what it is as to whether it actually holds and retains value. My point is, some people are trying to be collectors of something because they like it. But they're just wasting their money. If they if they looked at the financial end of it, it's a huge waste of money. Yeah, it, you, you're you're not going to get the return that you think. Right. Other people, though, we had a lady who showed up when we were collecting toys for kids. She showed up with some very old vintage porcelain dolls, all of which we didn't want to take because we were. Every one of them looked like they could have been possessed. Oh, one of those things. We huh? wanted to call in a priest. However, <laughs> looking up each one of these porcelain dolls online, every one of them was worth hundreds of dollars. But but would kids play with that today, or, the, or is it just no, the, it, their parents no, investing no. in their college? They find a home in a safety deposit yes. box somewhere so they don't get damaged. But I think it just depends. Baseball cards. That's another one. I, I had a ton of baseball cards thinking, okay, yeah, you're yeah. going to make only a few can yeah. really make you thousands. Right. The rest of it, you know, like it's... So I guess in the end, memories. you probably... Even if you had a, one that made you thousands of dollars, the rest of you cost thousands of dollars. Oh, of course it and is. And so in the end, at best, you broke even, but probably not. Oh, yeah. You, you, at least you got some free gum. 
High school basketball season resumes today with the Big Cheyenne Tournament and girls and boys play today and tonight. Wheatland will meet Kelly Walsh at 11 and 12.30 at South High School. Douglas will be at Laramie at 4.30 and 6 p.m. At 6.30 and 8, Cheyenne East will host Rock Springs. Same time, Cheyenne Central will host Kelly Walsh. Same time, South will host Evanston. And at 6.30 and 8 o'clock at the Story Gym, the Toronto will meet Riverton. That tournament will continue tomorrow and conclude on Saturday in Cheyenne. Women's college basketball the Wyoming Cowgirls prevailed over Utah State and Logan last night, 54-48. So the Cowgirls are 2-0 in Mountain West play, 7-6 overall. They didn't shoot the ball all that great, just 28% from the field in the third quarter and 33% in the fourth quarter, and they were just 4-22 of from the three-point line. Utah State was a dreadful 1-13 of from the, in the third quarter as Wyoming won that quarter 8-6. But Douglas High School grad Allison Furtick really came through. She had 18 points and 11 rebounds. UW will be at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs on Saturday afternoon. Afternoon. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team with a roadie at New Mexico on Saturday night. The folks are coming off a 75-73 win over San Jose State on Tuesday in Laramie. A quail caught hit the game-winning shot at the buzzer. As UW improved to 8-6 and six overall, they're 1-0 in league play. Give the Cowboys credit for this. There were stretches where they did not play very well, but they were down at, and down 17 at one point. But they hung right in there and gave themselves a chance to win at the end. It's also transfer Sam Griffin turning out to be the Cowboys' best player at 23 points in that San Jose game. Saturday's game at New Mexico begins at 8 p.m. at the Pitt and Albuquerque. We'll add that for you on KT Radio and Casper and KCTY and Laramie. High school football, Dane Steele of Sheridan was named the state's Gatorade Player of the Year on offense. He caught 44 balls. For 970 yards and nine touchdowns, he ran the ball for 368 yards and eight TDs and also returned eight punts for scores and had six interceptions on defense. Opposing teams would not see a faster guy all year long than him. He just plain outran guys. And Steele has signed a football letter of intent with Montana State. High school wrestling tonight, Casper and Toronto with a duel against Riverton. Glenrock will host Thermopolis tomorrow and Saturday. It's the huge Shane Shadow Tournament in Douglas. That's it in sports. Okay, so we were, I was asking you what kind of a sports are being played now. Wrestling, of course, there. Wrestling, basketball, basketball is volleyball Volleyball's done. Okay. So the two skiings, Dordic and Alpine, boys right. swimming, will have wrestling mm-hmm. and girls basketball and boys basketball right. and indoor track. Okay. Indoor track is good because the temperature is about to plummet. Right. Yeah. Where do they go? And, and there's no wind. Well, yeah. Where do they go for indoor track? I know Gillette has a place. Gillette has a yeah. place. Casper has a place. And they okay. also do it at UW, too. In oh, okay. So I guess people have to travel long ways to go to indoor tracks in Wyoming because there's not that many of them, right? Well, well no, yeah. And then the first meet that they normally have in the Toronto to start the season, they have over 800 athletes. Oh, my Lord. And that's not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. Oh, running at the same time? That's going to cause well, an earthquake. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's gonna... if they get them in there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. I did look up the Wyoming Business Alliance. I'll talk about who they are, but see if we can get a guest on from them at some point as well. And uh, local news, all national news, local news update on your weather forecasts. And more open phones, 888 woods Wake up, Wyoming. Cold. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So I did look up real quick here, Wyoming Business Alliance. I'll talk about that in just a moment. We also got to settle the whole Hillary Clinton being a reptile thing. 
if you missed if early this morning i started with that now i had a bunch of really fun topics but you people out there started dragging me towards serious topics i'm like <laughs> okay if that's what you want to do and that's just fun. also i came across this it's a really i'll start with this and then we'll get into the serious thing of the wyoming business alliance it's a picture of a cow that would make, of course, some people on the hardcore left really angry. But it's a picture of a cow. And it says, they say cows are bad for the environment. All they do is eat plants and fart. Sounds kind of like vegans to me. Prove me wrong. Today's show is sponsored by Sweet and Spicy Toilet Paper. Because life is, well, you, you need, I mean, life needs... Okay, I, I I don't know why you would I need this. No clue why you did it. Talk your way out of that one if you can. Okay, so let's get to the story because I had a gentleman call uh, a little earlier about the Wyoming Business Alliance. And I said I would look some of that up. And I can always get on someone from the Wyoming Business Alliance. But let's take a look at who they are. Because you hear a lot of commercials about, and, and this is where I've gotten calls complaining. Hey, I'm... On your radio station, well, let's pause right there before I get into it. So you know, because I know some don't realize how this is working. Uh, this program is on multiple radio stations. All right. So I don't know. When I get we get into a commercial break, I don't know what your local radio station plays for commercials. And that's not up to me. That's up to your local radio station. All right. I provide the show. And the show goes to local radio stations around the region and is played. So what they do, I don't know. When it gets to your local news, I've had people say, hey, your local news person just said such and such, and I don't know what they said. Because when they get to local news, I don't get to hear it. I'm in a different studio. So I don't know what they say for local news. All right. I provide the program that goes on these radio stations. Also, a huge audience listens off their phones. Some people are out of range of the radio station or out of range. of They don't have a radio around them, so they listen off their phone. And there's a bunch of podcast listeners who listen to the program after it's off the air because that's when they have time to. And by the way, the podcast is condensed. We get rid of news, sports, weather, things like that just to get to the meat of the program. And that's also free to you off the Wake Up Wyoming app. So when a commercial runs for a Wyoming Business Alliance, I don't get to hear it. I I had some people say to me, why are you running this on your show? I'm not running this on my program. That's your local radio station. All right, now, Wyoming Business Alliance. So what exactly are they? Now, they're not an evil, dark organization. That's not what they are at all. So I'm looking at their website right here. Right? And it says, here's under vision. Wyoming Business Alliance, Wyoming Heritage Foundation serves Wyoming premier business advocates and proponents to, it ensures a unified lasting voice for businesses and it facilitates a growing proactive and inclusive business environment and climate by promoting effective leadership development. So in other words, this is a place, there's more to it, but this is a place for networking. So this is where not just businesses but a lot of charitable organizations and government people get together to network and talk to each other so they can meet. So if if you're a running a non or working for a nonprofit organization or you're a business or even someone in government and you want to contact other people that you're going to be involved in on whatever the project is, they have meetings. 
Their mission, Wyoming Business Alliance, to promote and advocate a growing economy by connecting business leaders across Wyoming and representing business interests and issues and partnering with key business organizations and trade associations. The Wyoming Heritage Foundation to promote Wyoming's economic heritage and values and to develop principles and knowledgeable leadership across the spectrum, public and private leaderships and so on. And then it talks about what their objectives, business guides, principles. You can go to, just type in, it's right there online, okay, Wyoming Business Alliance, very nice website. And it talks about a lot of what they do and the different events that they have, how you can become a member. Yes, membership does come with dues. And they have even thing uh, a legislative reception, so business and nonprofit organizations can go meet with their legislators and meet with the governor and so on. So if you're involved in something and you would like to go talk to your elected officials, well, here's a place where you can go do that because they have events and lunch is served at the events and there's public speakers and you can go network and talk to people. You can complain. Hey, look, in in fact, in this, for those who are a fan of Secretary of State Chuck Gray. Here is a picture of Secretary of State Chuck Gray, and he's at a Wyoming Business Alliance meeting, and he's talking with people. Okay, so for those who are thinking, this is some evil organization, it's not. Having said that, I understand, I do hear commercials, or I've heard of, I haven't heard them myself, of commercials. Go call your senators and your representative in Washington and thank them. For the vote for the all above all of the above approach for energy, and that's where I hear that the concern comes from. For me, I am not in favor of government involvement in energy. Uh, I want government to do just a couple of things in energy, and the same thing for healthcare and many other industries. Stay out of it. Government's involvement should be nothing more than this: make sure that the energy companies are not ripping you off. And make sure they take care of the environment. And by that, I don't mean fight climate change by sequestering CO2. That's garbage. I mean, actually don't dump oil on the ground, you know, clean up your mess, that kind of thing. Because I want clean air, clean water, clean ground, just like the rest of you do. So just make sure of that. Other than that, I want government out of it. I don't want government, I don't want government telling us we need all of the above approach to energy. I want those people who produce electricity to provide a product that they think they can get to us in the, uh, the, the most affordable, most reliable way. And that's not wind and solar. So there's some commercials from the Wyoming Business Alliance that has caused some of you some concern. And I get that. But overall, this is not some evil organization. This is where business leaders, nonprofits, community and church leaders as well, as well as government people get together and network. Okay. So there's, I, I would say there's a few things on their agenda that I would like them to get out of. But overall, this is not a bad organization. Now, sponsorship levels. If you want to become a sponsor, you're starting at $1,000 up to $2,000 for sponsorships. If you want to sponsor some event that they're having here, uh, they have a podcast that you can listen to their podcast. Let's see, 40th Annual Governor's Business Forum, 500 people attended that, and they talk about their new members and so on. And once again, for those people who are a bit um, worried about the Wyoming Business Alliance, 
Go ahead and take a look at their membership list because it might be a little surprising to you as to who's a member. Yeah, I mean, it's Again, it's not a place where evil, dark things are happening. But sometimes, it, you're with me on this, there's a few things that they'll get involved in in such a way that I look at and I'll say, I don't agree with you on that. Now, again, uh, getting involved in the energy industry, the all-of-the-above approach, I disagree with that. If I was a member of the Wyoming Business Alliance, I would say, hey, I'd rather you stop doing that, is what I would do. Go ahead and look them up online. You can go ahead and – oh, and Miss Mary just sent me a note because I'm talking about them. I have sent them an invite to come on and chat with you about what they do. Good. Because I have a policy here on this program, just so you know. If I'm on the air talking about somebody and if you call the show and talk about someone, then I'm going to give them the opportunity to come on the program and just talk and just respond. Okay, Because I think that that's fair. And there are times I've had on this program people that you and I really disagree with. But I let them talk. Because I think that's fair that we listen to what they have to say. So, Ms. Mary has put a note out there. And we'll see if we can get someone on from the Wyoming Business Alliance. And they can talk about exactly what they do. So while I do have some disagreements with some things on their agenda overall... I don't find them to be some evil organization. Again, there's a picture here for those who are fans of your Secretary of State, Chuck Gray. Here he is at one of the meetings. So we'll get someone on. We'll talk about it. I got to ask, man. What's it like living without the Internet? It's all right. I just get photos of your mom through the mail. Oh, Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Still I know the world's on fire. The situation's dire. A lot of work and courage gonna be required, but... I'm just happy to be here. All right, 922 is the time. Triple eight ninety seven woods is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Hey, you can change the subject if you want. I want to real quick get back to the Hillary Clinton thing. So PolitiFact is supposed to be a political fact-checking organization on this newfangled Internet thing all the kids are talking about, which I'm sure is just a passing fad. But anyway, yeah, they're one of the organizations who, when it comes to fact-checking, I continually blow it. I mean, just the the absurdity. In fact, I'm going to go back real quick here and take a look at some of the things that they have posted, which is not fact-checking. And for those people on Facebook, you know what that can be like. Our independent fact-checkers showed that, yeah, sure, guys. Okay, PolitiFact, Babylon B put up a picture of a clothes washing machine. And, they, and it's Babylon B. They're satirical. They wrote, CNN purchased industrial-sized washing machine to spin news before publication. PolitiFact fact-checked that and found it to be false. Oh, really? They're not – they're just not the wisest. Uh, PolitiFact got the lab leak theory long, wrong when it came to the whole COVID thing, just to name a few. I mean, they man, did they get a lot wrong. Okay, so <clears throat> somebody – well, several people, but somebody had particularly posted a video of Hillary Clinton supposedly transforming into a reptile. 
Yeah, and for those people that are love UFO conspiracies and so on, you know, the whole thing that we're being ruled by a bunch of reptiles, like the television show V, right? So PolitiFact decides to check the video. Their conclusion, they actually put this, they actually posted this on Twitter. Their conclusion that Hillary Clinton, in fact, is not a reptilian. They actually posted this. Video circulating on social media claims to show former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton with reptilian features. But the videos and photos were edited. And then they say this video does not prove Hillary Clinton. Uh, The video circulating on social media uh, claims that Secretary of State does not prove that she is. Well, it doesn't prove she isn't either. And here's here's what I want to know from PolitiFact. And since you've gotten so many things wrong in the past, first off, PolitiFact, how am I supposed to trust you that she's not a reptile? Hmm? You are also the organization, PolitiFact, that uh, Babylon B put a story out. ISIS lays down arms after Carrie pa- per- Katy Perry's impassionate plea. And, of course, PolitiFact says, well, that's wrong. They did not. Well, of course, it's a, they were fooled again by Babylon B. You guys are political fact. You're not very smart is what I'm saying. Hate to be rude like that, but you're not really all that smart. So uh, when you say Hillary Clinton is not a reptilian, how am I supposed to believe it considering your track record? That's first thing. Okay, next. Did you actually check to see if she was? I'd offered it earlier this morning. I would like PolitiFact. To go turn the temperature way down in wherever Hillary is hanging out, turn the temperature way down and see if she kind of goes into hibernation. If then you turn a heat lamp on on the other side of the room, does she go seek it out and sun herself like a reptile? I know you could say a lot of people would do that too, but people would not go into hibernation because of that. If you left a mouse in the room with Hillary and came back a little while later, would she, if she's a, regular adult female should be standing on top of the table and screaming bloody murder because there was a mouse in the room if she's a reptilian the mouse would be gone and hillary would be uh, toothpicking her front teeth see what i mean did politifact do any of these things did politifact go take a blood test to see is actually she a reptilian Okay, so we did decide this earlier in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, we were talking about this, right? And the audience at 6 a.m. with me, we came to the conclusion that Hillary may or may not be a reptile. We don't know. We know one thing for sure, though. She's not human. Obviously, she's not human. That much we do know. And PolitiFact never addresses that. Did you notice when they put out their Twitter or their tweet or what X or whatever they're calling it these days, when they put that out there saying, well, we fact-checked it. She's not a reptile. Well, way to go, PolitiFact. But she never said that, well, it doesn't prove that she's a reptile is what they said. doesn't prove that she isn't. And then they never said she's actually human. They never did that either. So it looks to me like PolitiFact wasn't willing to go there. Is Hillary Clinton actually human? You didn't go there, PolitiFact, which leads us to even more greatly suspect that this person is not a human being after all. So all of this just because a political fact-checking website 
decided to go ahead and check a video which shows Hillary Clinton morphing into some kind of reptile. And they decided to fact check it. Which, by the way, for those who are with me on social media, when on Facebook, whenever Facebook will put it in air quotes, fact check something, and they blur it out, and then give me the option to see why they blurred it out and maybe click and watch it anyway or look at it anyway. I know I'm going to look at it because I want to see what they blurred out. If I want something to be popular on Facebook, I make sure to click on anything that they have blurred out so I can't see it, claiming that they their independent fact checkers are protecting me against misinformation. Well, the misinformation I know is actually coming from Facebook and from PolitiFact, for that matter. All right, glad we had this little talk. Coming up on 9.30, local news is coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. You can interrupt me in the next segment if you want, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-WOODS. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's happening in Wyoming. It's on Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. So a note I'm getting from Windy Skies. Thanks for dropping me. No, he's using the Wake Up Wyoming app, which you can do. Get the Wake Up Wyoming app. It's free at your app store. A lot of cool things you can do with it. And one of them is send me text messages when I'm on the air, which is what I'm going to read. He says organizations like the Wyoming Business Association Alliance are also not in the business of uh, playing political favorites. They are almost 7,000 employees in Wyoming. In the energy efficiency industry, according to the DOE, the company who employs these workers do matter to Wyoming. Their jobs matter. I see their ad as uh, broadly supportive of all of the above, wind, coal, solar, natural gas, nuclear. I don't see this, uh, how this is controversial. What would be more egregious is if they said we support all industries except those that employ 7,000 employees. They and their jobs don't matter. And they're not saying that. And you're correct about that. I think what uh, people when these guys are really worried about more than anything else is when there's that push, you know, call your congressmen, your senators, and thank them for supporting this, all of the above, when you're talking to free market people. Because free market people want government out of the energy industry. And I think that's part of the problem. But here's the thing. Miss Mary's put word out there. We'll see if we can get someone on from the Wyoming Business Alliance and talk to them about what they're all about. And for those people who are a little suspicious of them, I get it. But take a look at who's on the member list because some people that you support are on that list and are members. So they, they're they not this dark, evil organization, although they do a few things that I disagree with, but I don't see them as a dark and evil organization. So anyway, thanks, Wendy's guys, for that. Uh, Democrats, here's a headline for you. Democrats seek to bar GOP congressional candidates from ballots, not just Trump. As the decision, the story says, disqualifying former President Trump from the 2024 election uh, works her way through the court filings in Pennsylvania. 
They seek the same uh, ballot cleansing for Representative Scott Perry. Oh, and also uh, Cynthia Lummis as well. That needs to be mentioned in this article. It's only the latest targeting congressional candidates as Democrats seek to bar opponents as insurrectionists. Uh, the story says we have become a nation of uh, Madame Defargas eagerly knitting names to those to be subject to arbitrary justice. Former congressional candidate Gene Stupp, I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, who's uh, made headlines by burning MAGA flags with swastikas outside the courthouse, filed the challenges. And, of course, here in Wyoming, we have that uh, lawyer who's in, well, retired lawyer, uh, is what I'm told, who's in Laramie, who is the one who filed to get former President Trump taken off the ballot in Wyoming. But also Cynthia Lummis as our senator. He wants her out. Not on the ballot. Gone. Out. For the same reason. Because, you know, during the whole insurrection thing, uh, she didn't say or do the right things in his mind, so she's got to go too. And so you see what they're trying to do is just get, they think in the Democrat Party, some do, that this is a way to get some of their most feared and hated candidates off the ballot. You engaged in insurrection. Well, here's their problem. We've talked about this before. Here's the problem. None of these people have been, including Trump, none of them have actually had charges filed against them for insurrection. So first and foremost, you have to be charged with the crime. And nobody has been, not even Trump. So they can't have that. After that person is charged with the crime and perhaps even arrested for it, that hasn't happened. Then they have to go into a court of law and there has to be a trial. And they have to be found guilty of insurrection. And that hasn't happened. So for those Democrats who are so excited that we've got them now because January 6th, an insurrection boy, we're going to get rid of these people. So it's not just Trump and Cynthia Lummis and the other people I just mentioned in that article. I'm sure you'll hear more. I'm sure Democrats will come up with other names. Oh, we can get rid of that person, too. I'm sure. But nobody has been charged with a crime. No one has been arrested for insurrection. No one has been put on trial and found guilty of insurrection. So, therefore, you guys have absolutely nothing. But you go right ahead. Now, the reason I don't mind them doing this is it shows, in my mind, what they, who and what they really are. Because... When we get up to this next election cycle, and we're in it right now, I mean, this is really about to get underway, we now see who is in favor of an actual open debate among candidates and an exchange of ideas, and who just wants to get rid of anybody they can by any means necessary. Uh, democracy be damned. Your vote be damned. Forget it. You don't get to make a decision here. We're going to take that candidate away from you. They they don't want a free fight. They don't want an open battle. And as Rush Limbaugh used to say, in the arena of ideas, they don't want that. And if you do say what you're really thinking, there are those in media and social media who will try to suppress or censure your ideas. So once again, 
We see who they really are. Don't you dare speak your mind when it disagrees with them. Cancel culture still exists. It still does. You're seeing it right now. 942, wake He's talking to himself in a padded room, and you could be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming, 866-97-WOODS. Coming up at 948, Wake Up Wyoming, off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, we're going to go down memory lane here. All right, if I yeah. if I can remember, I'll help you. If you can. Do you remember when you were a kid, these really fun and very crude stickers for garbage pail kids? Yes, I had I had tons of them, yeah. I and, they were, and they were gross, but they were oh, funny. You yeah, put them on your yeah. bike, you put them on your books, oh, sure. you put them on they the wall of your every yeah, everywhere. Oh, they, and they were gross. Okay, I just found a bunch. Did you? They're still alive, or they're uh, no? There's, they're they're old, but this is a collector here. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll say so. Rats enjoy not Ritz crackers. Rats crackers. crackers. <laughs> rats enjoy these crackers. Half a pound of moldy rat chewed crackers. <laughs> it, it goes on and on with oh, those. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Crunch box looks just like a Captain Crunch box, but it's Captain Crud. <laughs> Tastes cruddy even in milk. Yes. See, these were great. <laughs> and some of these are And they reading. were popular, too. Okay, yeah. Now, for, for those who don't know, like Miss Mary's going, what is this? <laughs> okay, Miss Mary, the next one was put out in 1973, okay? Band-Ache, not Band-Aid, Band-Ache. And it shows someone, it's a cartoon. He's peeling the Band-Aid off and is stripping his skin off. <laughs> <laughs> By Jerkson and Jerkson, yeah. Uh, 1973, remember, um, okay, you know, wheat checks. This is bum checks. And instead, it's a bunch of uh, bad checks that you're eating. Pupsi Cola, the soft drinks for dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I mm-hmm. don't remember seeing that one. Yeah, I, I do too, really yeah. Gross looking. Okay. Uh, oh, 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 I didn't know they started this early. 1967. I didn't know they started doing that this early. I thought no, it I thought it was, in the, it was the 70s thing. Yeah. yeah. Morton, uh, not Morton salt, moron salt. <laughs> when it rains, the salt doesn't pour. <laughs> okay. So for those who put salt on their driveway when it snows, yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. when it rains, it gets sticky. Right, yeah. Okay. Now, of course, here's a box of Wheaties. No. Weekies. Weekies. Yes. Uh, it shows a baseball player getting slammed by a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks like he's in a lot of pain here. But, uh, yeah, Weekies. And finally, again, I didn't know there was a 1960, 1969. Uh, this is uh, like Uncle Ben's rice. Yeah. Okay. Midget rice. Growth stunting rice. <laughs> <laughs> See, these were great, Frank. And I remember one of the fun things about having these stickers is how much our parents objected. Well, yeah, and then you can trade them with other kids, too. Oh, yeah. If you had a lunchbox oh, filled with those, yes. you were like the coolest kid ever, and everybody wanted to sit with you and read your lunchbox. And they were only like a quarter or something like that. Women's college hoops, the Wyoming Cowgirls are 2-0 and in Mountain West play and 7-6 and overall after a 50-48 victory over the Aggies of 
of Utah State in Logan last night. The Calgars didn't shoot the ball all that great, going 28% from the field in the third quarter and 33% in the fourth. And they were just 4 of 22 from the three-point line. Utah State was just awful in the third quarter, going 1 of 13 from the floor. And Wyoming won that quarter 8 to 6. But Douglas High School grad Allison Furda came through with 18 points and 11 rebounds. UW will be at the Air Force Academy on Saturday afternoon down in Colorado Springs. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team with a road game at New Mexico and Albuquerque on Saturday. The folks are coming off a 75-73 victory over San Jose State on Tuesday in Laramie. A, a Kale Quad hit the game-winning shot of the buzzer as UW improved to 8-6 and six overall, 1-0 and in modern was play. Give the Cowboys credit for this. There were stretches where they didn't play very well, but they hung right in there and then gave themselves a chance to win at the end, which is exactly what they did. It's also transfer Sam Griffin turning out to be the Cowboys' best player. He had 23 points in that San Jose game. Saturday's game at New Mexico starts at 8 p.m. We'll have the 41 K2 Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. The high school basketball season resuming today with the Big Cheyenne Tournament and girls and boys play today and tonight. Wheatland meets Kelly Walsh at 11 and 12.30 at South High School. Douglas will be at Laramie at 4.30 and 6. Cheyenne's East will host Rock Springs at 6.30 and 8. Cheyenne Central will host Kelly Walsh at 6.30 and 8. Cheyenne South hosting Evanston also at 6.30 and 8. And at the same time, Riverton will take on the Trona over at the Story Gym. And that tournament continues to Tomorrow will conclude on Saturday in Cheyenne. High school football, Dane Steele of Sheridan was named the state's Gatorade Player of the Year. On offense, he caught 44 balls for 970 yards and 9 touchdowns. He ran the ball for 368 yards and 8 TDs and returned um, 8 punts for scores. How about that? He also had 6 interceptions. Opposing teams probably would never have seen a faster guy on the field all year long, and he just outplayed, just outrun guys. Seriously. Steele has signed a letter of intent with Montana State for football. And in high school wrestling, Casper Natrona will host Riverton in a duel. Glen Rock will host Thermopolis. Then tomorrow and Saturday it's the huge chain shadow tournament in Douglas. That's it in sports. So, uh, okay, that sounds like you're going to have some really busy weekends. Yeah, here we go. We're going to, this will be for 10 straight weeks. Wow. Okay, 10 straight weeks of all this. That's yeah. just exhausting. So wh- when do you take time off? Well, probably I'll take some time in April. Okay. T- t- time in June. Uh-huh. Some in July. As long as you're getting days off. August, but now, let, let's, be, let's be honest about this, though. It's not like your work is really work, is it? Well, I have to get up. Oh, well, that's okay. There's that. You have to get out of bed. But then again, yeah. you're doing what you love, right? Oh, well, yeah. That's why yeah. I got into this in the first place. Right. And it's all expenses paid doing what you love. Well, yeah. You get, you get in the games for free. Yeah. Then you actually get a day off, and it probably feels just depressing. I didn't get and to then, go someplace I, then, for then free. Then I come here on Sundays. Yeah. See? Okay. Yeah. It's all it's all fun and games, Frank, until you get a real day off and have nothing to do. <laughs> It's it's happened. It's, it's happened a few times. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. And we're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it uh, tomorrow, actually. So that'll be Friday, which will be open phones the entire programs. Wake up, Wyoming.